Axelrod Performing Arts Center, opening March 3rd, is the popular musical Ragtime. It's directed by Luis Salgado, whose 2017 production of In the Heights was one of Axelrod Pack's most successful productions ever. Luis was an original cast member and assistant choreographer for Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights on Broadway. I spoke to Luis about his journey from performer to director, his mission as an artist, and about being back at the Axelrod Pack, where he first directed In the Heights. Well, In the Heights was kind of a, of, a, of a dream experience because of too many reasons. One, that it had been almost 10 years since I did it on Broadway, and I clearly have a big passion for it, both as a performer and as a choreographer. And when they called me the first time, they were actually calling me to see what I would recommend somebody who might be interested in, in directing it for them. Um, and a friend of mine, Liz Piccoli, who had just done Billy Elliot with them at the Axelrod, she, she pointed them to me to see if I might know somebody. It just so happened that I had already a contract to go to Washington, D.C. to do uh, the first Spanish production of In the Heights in the United States. And so when the Axelrod called, it was like, oh, this is kind of perfect because I can start getting my toes, you know, again in the material as a director this time and start exploring my visions for for how I want to do the production in, in D.C. Well, it turns out that in D.C. we ended up uh, getting 18 nominations for the Helen Hayes and that the Axelrod became that place where I can actually explore and develop new ideas. So now the Axelrod has kind of become that that very beautiful, safe environment where I as a director choreographer can try new things. And I'm very excited for that because they make the production, they're, they're growing as a production house and um, the artists we get to, to employ are growing in their experience, building the resumes. And I get to just kind of be really funny, crazy with visions, you know? Like we're doing with Ragtime. And I don't mean funny, I mean like fun, crazy visions better off. What are you hoping to do with Ragtime? Do you feel like this is a really a resonant moment for a new production of Ragtime? Well, it's beyond uh, a, uh, an important time, I think, from my perspective, to tell this story. Um, but it's also beyond a perfect time for us to explore it. I think the, the, the thing that excites me the most about Ragtime is that um, I feel it's been done, and it's been done in who knows how many ways. So we don't need to come to the Axelrod and do Ragtime, right? It's not like we need to come to the Axelrod and just present what people expect of Ragtime. So better off the study for me, and I will often call it a study, is the study of what is America today and how far have we come from the time period in which ragtime was created or you know put into the 1900s and and the answer sometimes is astonishing because you realize very quickly that maybe we haven't evolved that much from when when you talk about race when you talk about justice when you talk about uh the perspective of an immigrant when you talk about uh female empowerment um a lot of the themes and a lot of the ways that the themes are presented within Ragtime are very relevant today, as well as the theme of the distractions, you know. Um, we have these two amazing characters 
like Evelyn Nesbitt and Harry Houdini, who serve the piece uh, in many ways, especially Evelyn, as a distraction to everything that's really going on in, in its time. And when we look at the many distractions we have today from Twitter to the the argument uh, within the news and you know the way that the the political current realities are presenting um, the press and the media outlets as fake news, you know there's so many similarities in 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 what this story has to offer, and it just keeps resonating on my head that have we really changed? You know that question keeps popping up. Have we really evolved that much? You have your own production company, obviously, Salgado Productions, but you have a special program. It's a mission program, Art with a Purpose. Tell me a little bit about that and how it might even be related to, to the projects that you take on. Definitely. I, I feel and I, I consider myself kind of blessed in the idea that I have learned to dissect what to say yes and what to say no. And I think it comes because that that mission is so f- focus-driven, right, in the idea of making art with a purpose. The reality, too, is that you can find purpose in almost anything in the arts, right? If, if someone is telling a story, hopefully it's for a good reason. Um, so it really is a matter on, on the perspective and scope that we as a creative team end up saying yes to, to the project. Um, and so... Most of the work we have been able to do, it's very intensely uh, filled with purpose, right? Um, and I say most because c- clearly every now and then a production company needs to go into, you know, entertainment projects as well. For example, I worked in Atlantic City, which also resonates to the way I portray Atlantic City within Ragtime. And, you know, the, 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 the focus there in a hotel review, for example, that explores Latin rhythms, it's so much more commercial. And yet we still strive to bring a, a deeper sense of purpose. And when we have done those kind of projects, um, we try to bring an inspiring, empowering component to what those rhythms are. Often, you know, you'll just get the tango number or the samba number and entertain the audience and that's done. But the way we end up producing those, we try to bring also that element of value and respect to the cultures that we're celebrating. Um, and so we, you know, we always try to twist it in a way that we can find a deeper sense of purpose. And here at the Axel Rod, both of the productions we have been able to present are deeply, deeply ingrained in that. Um, within the Heights, you know, the idea of community and home and making a quote unquote simple story very relevant by celebrating what family means and what going to college means and what the, the role of the abuela represents. And here in Ragtime, we're, we're going deeper and, and a little bit uh, scarier within the, within the exploration of the political environment. Wow, wow. And I know that you are originally from Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. And with the, the terrible tragedy that took place there and the ongoing problems, have you been involved in that at all? Yeah, well, I also run a nonprofit organization, which uh, it's holding hands um, for 10 years now with Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. And thanks to them and, and also a collaboration with the Hispanic Federation, Luis Miranda and Lin-Manuel Miranda um, were able to 
give us funds and also we did a toy drive uh Emmanuel did a toy drive directly with Toys R Us um so the last between November and February I've already traveled to the island a few times and um been able to through those funds activate uh the support of different communities but more importantly of different artists because sadly with the hurricane um the first people that are out there trying to help but are also without work are the artists, the artistic community. Right. So we, within Revolución Latina's mission of inspiring our community through the arts, um, we activated uh, a different group of artists from different towns, from different fields, everything from clowns to singers, musicians, actors, dancers, and put them at the service of communities in need that had no water, that had no electricity, or that didn't necessarily have the access to be able to go into stores that were functioning um, to buy their basic supplies. And so we started providing them with food and water, and eventually on our sacred trip with tradition, culture, and uh, workshops. And so now, starting at the end of this month, uh, and going all, all through the summer, we're going to have these groups continue to uh, go to different towns and activate artistic workshops as a way of distressing that that emotional uh, ripple that happens after an event like this. Right, right. The uh, post-traumatic stress. Exactly. So I must ask, Lynn Manuel, you were a dancer and an assistant choreographer, is that right, on the original yeah. production of In the Heights? I work as Latin assistant choreographer. Um, so I created with Andy Black and Mueller all the Latin rhythms for the show and was playing Jose, the role of Jose within the ensemble of In the Heights. You began as a performer and as a uh -huh. dancer, and now you've moved towards being a choreographer and director. What has that journey been like for you? <laughs> it's a, I think it's in a, in a very unusual way. I think it's the most natural and at the same time um, the most exciting uh, transition because since I started I actually I remember when I first started taking dance class and I especially with a real focus at the age of nine ever since that time I was always ending up in the living room of my home twisting the steps that I was learning and kind of regrouping them and making them into my own new little pieces of choreography so it's it's always been a passion of mine to create something with what I'm learning. So my journey as a director choreographer, my transition to it, is none other than that a continuation of that same study. What is it that I have learned from the great, incredible people I have had the honor to work with? What is it that I have learned from Sergio Trujillo when he built a transition from a scene to a dance number or out, out of a dance number? What is it that I have learned from Andy Black and Miller in the poetry of creating steps that mean and represent something deeper than just a dance step? What is it that I have learned from watching Barlett share direct Woman on the Verge next to Patti LuPone and, you know, Laura Benanti? What is it that I have learned and I, from Jerry Mitchell bringing a phone tonality to a rehearsal room. When I when I study, the again, the luxury of having worked with all these amazing giants, I, I find myself having a little bit of a hybrid of everything that I find to work in a creative room and to simply be able to explore it, to be able to go into a room and say, okay, how 
how are these tools um, in service of the story we want to tell? And and it's just I I am sorry for simplifying it, but it really is like a humble exercise in in studying because when we're directing, we're doing nothing but studying the human conditions, you know. Um, and with Ragtime, it, it's it's very clear to me that that is the way I need to continue to go forward. Um, I learned to tell a story by listening, by studying, by exploring, by taking risks, by doubting, and 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 putting all of that in a safe environment that we're all taking the deepest, most uh, incredible risk that we can. And then we, we see what the audience reacts to. Well, thank you so much. I think that the audiences who come to see Ragtime at Axelrod Pack are going to be happy they came. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Because I, it sounds like I'll, a great production. Thank you. I'm really excited. Our cast has worked extremely hard. This These actors, you know, they say yes to a project like this for very little money. So at the end of the day, it's not about the money, but it's about their passion. It's about the work that they can do. It's about the contribution that each individual can make inside a room and hopefully eventually extend that contribution to our world through the art we make. So the people that are coming to the Oxford are really coming to a labor of love. You know, they're coming to see people that are putting their hearts up front and, and telling a story we feel is relevant. Thank you so much, Luis. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Ragtime, directed by Luis Salgado, runs at the Axelrod Performing Arts Center in Deal Park, New Jersey, from March 3rd through 25th. For more information, visit axelrodartscenter.com. For more about all of the arts, visit jerseyarts.com. I'm Susan Wallner with the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.